number two. Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110-993 WBT. The phone numbers, if you would like to weigh in on this here program, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also hit me up on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender, uh, and the email is Pete at ThePeteCallenderShow.com. And uh, just to reset the, the table here, um, attack on North Carolina power stations in Moore County, there was another attack I just found out about by reading the North State Journal, NSJOnline.com. And uh, this attack occurred in Mayfield, North Carolina. Same sort of vandalism type of thing. Same kind of proximity, about 30 miles or so from the nearest military installation. And this was last month, October, or November 11th. So is there something else going on here? Are these two things connected? Obviously, the, the two attacks on... Uh, over the weekend on the substations were connected. The same MO, they occurred within minutes of each other, right? It seems like, at first I thought maybe there were two teams that did it, two different people that did it, but now it seems like whoever did it then went to the next spot. So that tells me one person, right? Because one attack occurs, and then five minutes later or so, another attack uh, occurs. So I think it's probably one person. But there's only one theory that has been getting all of the social media attention, despite there being, I will say, virtually no evidence. The only evidence, quote-unquote evidence, is a quote from a Facebook post from Emily Rainey, who is a local conservative boogeyman for the lefties in Moore County, because she has been opposed to various government actions and the drag shows, the, the, the story time, whatever, for the kids and all that. Because this drag show was originally created as a family-friendly drag show, Bring the Kids. They then changed that to be 18 and older, and that's it. Which apparently diffused a lot of the, uh, the most vocal opposition to it. Because otherwise, like, I don't care. You're going to go rent a theater and... and wear different outfits and dance to people, to adults that, that want to see that. I'm a live and let live kind of guy. You go right ahead and do that. Not for me, but you go ahead and do whatever you want. But when you start doing it on public property with kids, like that becomes a different story, right? Those two elements change just a simple, Hey, we rented a venue. It's a private place. We're all adults. That's different than, Hey, we're in a public place or Hey, bring the kids. Like those are different criteria. But there was a, this woman, Emily Rainey, she posted when the power went out. She said, the power is out in Moore County, and I know why. And her reason, according to her on Facebook, later after the sheriff's deputies showed up and asked her, so what exactly does this mean? She said, God did it, basically. God will not be mocked. That's, she's attributing it to God. She's not claiming responsibility. She, she's not saying she had knowledge of forethought. She's not part of a plan. She's not admitting to anything. But that quote, and apparently their animus towards her and her beliefs, has now clouded any ability to think outside of this, this one narrative, which puts them right at the focal point of victimization. That they were targeted. 
by taking out power to 45,000 people in the entire county. No, no, it was you. It was all about you. And I just find so many people have this view of themselves now. Across all demographics, the world revolves around them. All right, uh, let me go, uh, go to the phones here. Here's Keith. Hello, Keith. Welcome to the program. Good. How you doing, Pete? Good. Good. What's going on? Uh, when I heard about that, the first thing that occurred to me that might be a might be something to look into anyway is you've heard about this. Uh, I keep seeing it pop up on Facebook feeds and stuff about the uh, Stop Duke Energy because uh, they're you know burning fossil fuels and everything. Call Roy Cooper. Those commercials. Sure. Uh, that was my first impression. I mean, that's it- just. There is a history of it. They are actually doing these types of uh, protests all over the world, right, where they're gluing themselves to paintings and throwing food and other material onto artwork, right? So uh, there's long been, what, Katua Earth First, right, these people that that set, you know, car dealerships on fire and attack construction sites and such. Yeah, there's a long history of this kind of thing. But for some reason, the drag show people, they thought it was about them immediately rather than an eco-terrorist. Well, it probably is. You know, they are the center of the universe. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, it, that very well could be it. It could very well be some some person who's like, you know what, I'm going to show them. No one's going to have power. You know, we're going to take this back to the Stone Ages or something. I don't know. It could very well be somebody like that. Yeah. But I think. Very, very possibly. Yeah. But I think your initial gut reaction is probably more plausible because there is a well, record there. That's like what you said. What did uh, what did progressives use for light before candles? Electricity. There you go, Keith. I appreciate the Preach. call. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go over here to Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, doing good. How are you, Pete? I'm all right. Um, what I was going to say is, I saw an article in the Daily Mail online and it had governor cooper saying that uh, the drag shows might have had something to do with it and my first thought was having read uh globally global news was they have an organization called extinction rebellion and they actually have training camps for these people that oppose uh the energy as we now use it and like you spoke of before they are standing in the traffic they're disrupting traffic they're going and destroying paintings or trying to vandalize them. So my first thought was, okay, let's make the Occam's razor um, argument. What's the most simple explanation? They and want the would be that, yeah. They want the power to be turned off. Exactly. I don't even know how you would correlate that with drag uh, shows. I, I, it seems preposterous and small-minded to me. So you know, that's just what I'm saying. Look globally. And look up Extinction Rebellion. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen the videos of these uh, these crazy people where they they lay down in the roads, and you get people that are like, "Hey, we got an ambulance here. I got to get to the hospital," and they're like, "We don't oh, care." I'm sure, I'm sure that's coming here too. You know, because why wouldn't it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's. I've actually got a piece in here. Maybe I'll maybe I'll include it. Uh, I was gonna. Yeah, well, I will. I'll, I'll get to it. The, the, the eco-terrorism nihilism, that's what's at the heart of that philosophy. I'm going to get to that. I'll, I'll put it into this because I think there is a, yeah, I think there's a good way to get there. Catherine, I appreciate the call. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. No, it's, it, that is, as she said, Occam's razor. 
But I don't know that to be true, right? I remember when uh, when I was in Asheville, and they have the coal-fired plant up there, and we got all of these crazy people that would go, and they would they would scale various you know apparatus, right, and shut stuff down. I'm trying to remember what it was because it was when I first got there. I want to say it was early, like 2012 or 2013, roughly. And what did they climb? May have done. They may have climbed some, maybe something on the Duke property or over the lake or something, or uh, or maybe it was a bridge. I forget. But it, you know, it they inconvenience everybody else around them because we're just in their world, which is kind of ironic, coming from a crowd that supposedly is trying to protect the world, right? Well. These people, see these people all around you? They are in the world, too. They, and, and you inconveniencing them or threatening their lives, if eco-terrorism is the reason for the, the substation shootings, um, you don't have any right to do that to them. No matter how grand you think your cause is. But it is, make no mistake, it is nihilism. Not to be confused with the philosophy of Niles Frazier from uh, Frazier. That's a, or Niles Crane, rather, from Frazier. Not to be confused. It's a totally different philosophy. I guess you could call it nihilism. I just don't like nihilism. I don't like, I just, it sounds, yeah. It, it sounds too, eh. Who was that character? Penguin? Right, maybe. Uh, it sounds a little bit too much like that for, uh, for, such, a, for such a devastatingly stupid and destructive philosophy. That's all. All right, so we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, my gosh. Why? Milo Yapiipaloopalopoulos has parted ways with Kanye West. I dead named him. Kanye West. Why? It was going so well. What ha- Thank you, Icky Foo, for sending it to me on the Twitter machine. I appreciate it. She also points out, uh, probably an eco-terrorist wannabe. I, yeah, very well could be, but they knew what they were doing. But, as Catherine mentioned, there, there are resources, quote-unquote, for these eco-terrorists to tap into to learn how to create as much damage as possible. And they literally do not care whether you die as part of their protest. They don't. Right? They, th- because think about it. They go out and stop traffic. They lay down in the road. Okay? So best case scenario for them is the traffic stops. And heretofore, that has been the case. But what happens if somebody doesn't stop? I mean, yes, it ends badly for the eco-warrior, uh, but that person now who just drove over the body, ran into somebody, killed them, their life is over, right, if they survive the wreck. But if they're going at any decent speed, right, their car is going to be messed up. They could flip the car, roll it, crash it. They could die as well. That's what I mean. They don't care about you. Gaia Earth is superior. That's their God. So however many people need to be sacrificed, so be it. Let me go over here to Paul. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the program. How are you? Just fine. Just fine. fine. I just, uh, I've got this thing on speakerphone. I don't know how to turn it off. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like a, uh, it sounds like a, uh, is there a button? 
Um, I don't. I don't have a clue. Yeah. Uh, how to turn off the speakerphone? And I'm, I'm getting an. Are echo. you in the? Are you in the car? I'm in a car, and I've got the radio turned down all the way down. I see. So it's you're in the car, and the phone is. Uh, look, uh, how about turn the? What happens if you turn the stereo off? Uh, if it's going through a Bluetooth, then it's just going to be no, you and me no, on it's speaker. Not going through a Bluetooth, it's just I'm just coming straight out of the smartphone. Gosh, that sounds uh, awful. Yeah, yeah I tell you what, hey, 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 Paul, I tell you what, because it is really bad. I, I'll tell you, I'm going to put you on hold. Try to call back. Just call us right back, and Bernie will get you. Uh, will get you through. Um, and see if uh, and see if we can. Uh, I don't know if it's like a permanent thing. If like the whole thing is like constantly stuck on speakerphone, like perpetually, that would be terrible. My God, that would be like that's like hell. My God, I mean, every single phone call you make is going to be uh, perpetually on speakerphone. Yeah, like. Tell the doctor, like, do not call me with any of these lab results. I don't want you <laughs> telling. <laughs> You're sitting in the restaurant like, oh, yeah. That's... Well, we got your test results back. And uh... all right, I'll just leave the joke there. You can fill it in on your own. All right. So this is from Compact Magazine. I, I came across it a couple days ago. It's uh, written by Emmett Penny, the editor-in-chief of Grid Brief. Grid Brief. It's a newsletter on fossil fuels, renewables, nuclear. Clear and the grid. It is read by investors, executives, engineers, policymakers, and more. Okay, so Emmett Penny says a video that circulated online recently showed two young men from the soft eco terror organization Just Stop Oil. That's the name of the group, Just Stop Oil. Showed them dumping black liquid over Gustav Klimt's death and life at the Leopold Museum in Vienna. Just Stop Oil has lately risen to notoriety by attacking classic works of art with soup and superglue, blocking traffic and vandalizing buildings, all in the name of halting climate change. To many, JSO, Just Stop Oil, JSO's tactics amount to an attack on civilization and the institutions that preserve our precious cultural heritage. But... The protesters' apparent anti-art posture is, in fact, aligned with the dominant values of the major institutions of Western art and culture, which long ago embraced the once scandalous values of the avant-garde, commodified and deprived of any utopian horizon. The elite art world's futureless nihilism largely lines up with JSOs. Think about the kind of art that gets created nowadays. The elite art world's futureless nihilism lines up with Just Stop Oils. The activist's choice of targets hints at this alignment, actually. To date, now, by the way, this uh, editor-in-chief of Grid Brief, like, they're apparently a really big art aficionado because they go deep into, like, all of the painters and the artists, and, uh, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just giving you the sort of the 20,000-foot the view here. So their choice of targets, they picked works by the masters of representational art, not iconic abstract works of art. They picked Vermeer, Van Gogh, Monet. Right, they're not going after Kazimir Malevich. I think that's how he pronounce it. Malevich, Malevich, his black square completed in 1915, the same year as Klimt's Death and Life. On one level, the logic of this choice is pretty straightforward. 
abstract art has proved difficult for the public to digest, and it typically inspires very little affection in the average museum goer. Because JSO's activists aim to communicate that climate change will assault our way of life in much the way that they assault the beloved works of art, it makes visceral sense to target paintings to which the public is sentimentally attached. Right? People, we prefer beautiful works of art, and we know the difference. It's the logic of an abusive parent or lover. You know, look what you made me do. I'm going to destroy the thing that's pretty to you. But there's more to the outfit selection than this, too. The gesture of defacement achieves its most dramatic effect, and it does so on artworks that have a face, a recognizable, figurable representation that abstract art does not. Right? People look at, like, the Mona Lisa, right? That has a face. But works of art that, you know, not of a person, but that work of art, like Starry Night, you know what that looks like. That's its face. And so they deface it. Let me go over here to Spencer real quick, get him on before the uh, break. Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the program. Hey. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Pete? I'm good. Are um, you on speakerphone, too? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm on a headset. Okay. Be... <laughs> Sounds good. Anyhow, uh, what it's like after... All the electricity goes off. There's a good book called One Second After, and I know you've had the uh, author of that book on your show before. Mm -hmm. But what results is after about six or seven weeks, all but 10% of the population is gone. Well, so according to the book, and it was based on the the congressional report, uh, the the mid or the, the central part of the country would not lose those kinds of numbers. The eastern seaboard would be decimated, the, the West Coast would be decimated, um, but the, the middle of the country, uh, they would probably lose about 40% of their population. Yeah. Still, that's... that's yeah, yeah it's devastating. That leaves about 10% of the population still alive. Yeah, probably so. I mean, yeah, just abs- I mean, horrific. And that's what uh, uh, Dr. Bill... All transportation stops, all delivery of goods stops, mm-hmm. all the... Grocery stores are raided and burned. Mm-hmm. All of the drug stores are raided and burned. All of the uh, Hospitals. elderly care yep. uh, collapses, and all of those people die in horrible deaths. Mm-hmm. It's just a nightmare if you turn the electricity off. Correct. You are correct. Spencer, I appreciate the call. The, yeah, the book is one second after. There are a couple others after it. The first one is the book, is the best book, and it was like that was made to stand alone. He did two others. Uh, and I know Dr. Bill, I'm not speaking out of turn, but he did two others afterwards. Um, I think he's doing a fourth now. Um, but the, the first book can be read alone, and it will scare the bejeebus out of you. All right, News Talk 1199.3WBT. Pete Callender here. Yes, uh, if you do follow me on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender, uh, as I say, this is where we do the wet work. It's over there on Twitter. And right now, uh, we are in the process of gutting a fellow by the name of Josh Stack and uh, uh, giving him the old shiv-shiv. He's, uh, yeah, he's an idiot, but he's, uh, he's a leftist, more importantly, and uh, he came at me over 
the story that I posted from the Daily Caller about the grand jury finding on the Loudoun County School District. Remember this story out of Loudoun County? Dad goes down to the school board meeting, demands to know why his daughter's sexual assault was handled the way it was handled, and they had him arrested, remember? And they denied that there was any rapes that occurred and all this. And Right. There's been a grand jury impaneled, and they just put out their report. So I shared that report. It's horrific. I have it here. So fair warning, when I get to it, I'll let you know. It, it is horrific. But he, he chose to attack me for sharing the story and minimize the victim. Because, you know, leftism. Um, yeah, so, that, so if, if you're into that sort of wet work, that's where it happens. It's over on Twitter. And, oh, they're feasting on his carcass. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, the, uh, the Just Stop Oil eco-terrorists... The impetus for their recent uptick in activity was the latest U.N. report that we're not going to be able to avoid a 1.5 degree uh, warming globally, an increase in global warming, 1.5 degrees. And the, the U.N. says we're not going to be able to stop it. The movement's activists have echoed the U.N. Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, who has said the new report is a code red for humanity. Boop, boop, boop. Quote, what use is art when we face the collapse of civil society? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think you're helping to collapse civil society, right? Aren't you? By destroying works of art? And what, if the eco-terrorists are behind the shooting of energy substations, then sure. Aren't you contributing to this, the collapse of civil society, as Spencer was talking about from the book One Second After by Dr. Bill Forston? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that is what you're doing. All because you think that 1.5 degrees of global warming, first off, can be stopped without killing a whole bunch of people or, you know, or constraining or restraining the growth of you know, truly impoverished nations around the world. You think that we could all follow these rules somehow across the planet, even though you have people on, you know, in other parts of the world that really don't care about this stuff, but they see it as a tool for leverage and power. But also, you also have this idea that 1.5 degrees warmer is catastrophic, as if you know. See, this is where James Lindsay talks about this this class of people as the Gnostics, which goes back in history, and I don't remember, but they were like, essentially, like this Gnosticism, which is, I know, I am one of the Gnostics. I am aware of the things that are true, and I will tell you what those things are. Right? This is the, the science and data. This is the same kind of mantra. Right? This is their incantations. The, the, the Church of Wokeism, for example. These are all kind of under that same umbrella of Gnostics. They know the truth, capital T, truth, right? They know it, and you can come to them, and they shall impart the wisdom to you, much like pronouns, right? I will tell you what my pronouns are, and here is how you should interact, and this is the way you should feel, and this is why you you know, should do these things and not do these other things and how you should uh, spend your money. And that, all of this stuff, it comes from this same 
very human, uh, historically speaking, right? This very human sort of attitude that we are, you call them the elites, you can call them deep state, the swamp, whatever, these Gnostics, they have the knowledge and you don't. The art establishment, artists, and the art-loving public need to step up into civil resistance if they want to live in a world where humans are around to appreciate art, they say. Which is a curious position. Defacing art to insist that art doesn't matter when compared to the alleged apocalypse on our hands, but also that the crisis calls for greater participation from the art world in committing soft terrorism to create change. You're targeting these these people, right, these museum goers, you're targeting them. So this is why it is terrorism. You're trying to affect change through the use of force like this, right? The funny part is the art establishment and even a non-negligible portion of the art-loving public share their perspective of Just Stop Oil. They, they, they agree on climate change. They agree. Whether or not they embrace the group's tactics, they agree. Oh, my gosh, 1.5 degrees warmer, we're all going to die. Which, by the way, you don't know that. You don't know that. These are all predictions, right? Like all religions, they make predictions. And then people believe the prediction, and now they have to try to force people to abide by their belief system. And some people might not believe it. Or how about this? Uh, maybe there are some folks in the middle of the country that are really looking forward to an extra, you know, one degree on average. Because right now it's really cold in a lot of parts of the country. So they'd be, they're open to the idea. I refer to, uh, I refer to this as uh, the equivalent of an air conditioner or, uh, or an oven or a stove, right? You're not, well, not a stove top, but the oven, okay, right, the inside part. When you set your oven to 350 degrees, it doesn't stay constant 350. It goes a little bit above, and then it shuts off, and it comes down a little bit, and it turns back on again, and drops down a little bit, right? But the average is basically 350 degrees. So who are you to say that this is the correct temperature for the planet and that this is what it's supposed to be? Because it's been different all throughout history, as I understand it, right? That's why I'm not a climate change denier. Climate changes. But the art establishment, the people that are in it, they actually agree with the group. They may not embrace their tactics, right? But JSO actually gets funding from an heiress to the Getty Oil Fortune. That's where, they're, that's where they get their money from, fossil fuels. She's also an influential force in the international art world that presides over the stewardship of the very works that, they, that this group sees as existentially trivial. JSO believes the world sits on the brink of death. In truth, if the world stopped consuming oil today, it would result in the deaths of billions of people, deaths that don't appear at all in the IPCC prognostications for climate change's impact. And it would hinder any attempt to build what we need to reduce carbon emissions in the long term. At present, the world is feeling the effects of waning investment in fossil fuels as it wades deeper into an energy crisis. Regardless, Activists demand sacrifice, as all you know, as all good old-fashioned religions do. Got to have sacrifice, right? So they don't care that people are using less fossil fuels now because of the recession and because of the energy crisis and the the you know Putin's price hike and everything else. No, no, still got to have the sacrifice for the horizonless tomorrow, especially sacrifices from everyday people just trying to go about their lives. 
that they turn down their thermostats, that they cease commuting to the jobs that pay their bills, and they forego the enjoyment of art on the weekends. Just Stop Oil believes that human achievement should be sacrificed for bare survival. It would be easier to dismiss the activists' outbursts if their animating sensibility were not also that of our ruling elites. Now, you know me, I'm all about solutions. So, my solution here is uh, don't let the soup-toting or paint-toting backpack-wearing people into the museum. Also, if they have a tube of glue, don't let them in. That's just, just my advice. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. I'm sorry, I'm just uh, just looking at all of the uh, the Wikipedia stuff here on that Extinction Rebellion organization. They're very active. Yeah, Rebellion Day. Oh, it just passed on November 17th. I didn't get you anything. Um, a whole 6,000 people took part in a coordinated action to block the five main bridges over the River Thames in London. Uh, Rebellion Day 2, Buckingham Palace, um, Council Actions. They staged a peaceful one-hour occupation of the Scottish Parliament. London Fashion Week. Uh, They staged a Blood of Our Children demonstration outside Downing Street. That's all England. Where's the... Where's America? Show me the America section. Where is... There we go. New York City, Pacific... Well... We're, oh, we're not even we're not even listed. Just New York City. They did a die-in, which is literally the least you can do to protest something. Well, I take it back. The ribbons on your Facebook profile—that's the least you can do. But a die-in, like, I guess you have to go to the site and then you just lay down. But like at that point, you're just laying there. You're not even doing anything, right? I mean. Right, you're not even chanting, you're not screaming anything, you're not doing like a one, two, three, four rhyme or something. It's really lazy. Anyway. Yeah, I'll keep looking into that group. Um, plastic recycling is a failed concept. <gasps> Pete, you didn't. I did. I just said it. CBS News, actually, they said it. It's their headline. Plastic recycling, a failed concept, study says, with only 5% recycled in U.S. last year as production rises. Look, I, my wife and I, are we are recyclers. My town, where I grew up on Long Island, we were like one of the first towns to start recycling when I was a kid. And we had to tear the paper labels off of the tin cans, wash everything out, right? I mean, we... Like, I got indoctrinated, I mean, taught, I got taught very early. So I I recycle. And look, it it makes sense to me from an economic standpoint, right? You know, reduce, reuse, recycle. So I do those things. Because I am a conservative, you can't spell conservative without conserve. There you go. It's very simple to me. When I go camping, I leave the site better than I found it, right? That's, these are just rules that, that people have, like, I return the shopping cart. I'm not a sociopath. I belong in society, right? Other people, not so much. So the the concept of recycling, I'm, I'm on board with. It's the, uh, 
It's the execution that is very, very disappointing to me. I see now, like, there's there are more items that they don't accept anymore in the recycling biz. There are more things they tell you not to throw in the recycling bin that, like, we have a we have a pretty large recycling bin. And I look in there, and it's sad. It is sad. And so, you know what? I, I, like, I'm done. I mean, I'm not throwing all the stuff into the trash. I'm putting everything, every every plastic. I mean, I don't put, like, a pizza box in recycling. I'm not a monster. But I put, but I rinse them all out. I will continue doing it. But I'm not looking at the numbers anymore, folks. I'm out. Like, you got, you have broken me. You have broken me. I... I try to put all of the things in there, and some of them you take out, and some of them you don't want. And, oh, I want that bottle. Oh, it's got too long of a neck. Don't give me any of the caps. I don't want any caps. Oh, my gosh, that's a black box. That's a white box. That's a clear box. I can take that one, but not that one, and this one, but not that one. I'm out. You're getting it all. Oh, but, Pete, then the whole bin is contaminated. You know what? That's not my problem anymore. It's, look, I your campaigns, right? Like, my wife uses my wife uses metal straws. She brings her own straw. Christy takes straws with her in her purse to restaurants and stuff. She busts out that, and they're all like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the one that cleans them. But, like, the – and then they hand me the paper straw, which dissolves while I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water. Like, and I don't want to put my mouth on the the lip of the glass because that's gross. So I I, I want a straw. And your your campaigns have already, you know, taught me, Pete, stop going to the ocean and sticking the straws up the sea turtle noses. So I've stopped doing that. What more do you want from me? I have stopped throwing my plastic bags into the Pacific Ocean. I have stopped putting my plastic bags into the rivers. I've stopped doing all of that. I take my plastic bags back to the grocery store. I'm just done. And so when I saw this report, I'm like, this makes total sense. Plastic recycling rates declining. Even as production shoots up, according to a Greenpeace USA report, out Monday that blasted industry claims of creating an efficient circular economy as fiction. It's fiction. 51 million tons of plastic waste generated by U.S. households in 2021. Of the 51 million tons, 2.4 got recycled. 5%. That is down the the peak of it, 2014. And that was 10%. All because China stopped accepting our garbage. China. It always comes back to China. Seriously. Like, you want to save the whole planet? I got an idea. How about fix the freaking recycling process first? Just take a small bite at that problem.